So my friends, this evening we have the parable of the talents. It's a little bit unfortunate that in the English language, uh, the word talent is something we use for like a gift, a skill. I'm very talented at this or that. The word as it appears in the gospel has nothing to do with that. And I'm sure that across, uh, you know, the English speaking word is going to be like, oh, let's use our skills. Let's use, you know, our talent. I'm good at playing the guitar. Okay, use it. Like, okay, nice. That's really nice. A talent is a Greek word, talenta. It's a measure of money. And as a measure of money, it's precise. I think we had uh, this in another gospel, so I may have said it then. So by today's currency, a talent is worth about $600,000. One talent. Okay, it's a measure of money that's worth about $600,000. So with that context in mind, when we hear the parable of the talents, and we hear a man was going on a journey, and so he called his servants, and he entrusted his property to them. He gave it to them. And to one he gave $3 million. To one he gave $1.2 million. And to the third he gave uh, six hundred grand. Uh, and then he went away, right? So now the guy that received the one talent doesn't seem like he's so bad off. If someone wants to give me six hundred grand after Mass, I'll take it, right? I won't consider it shortchanged. Like, that's great. Um, you know, he, a talent is, it's still a lot. And we hear the master entrusted it to them. And that's the key to this parable. The master entrusted his property to them. He didn't say, hold on to this. He didn't say, keep it safe. He gave it to them to be co-responsible. They're his servants. They're his friends. And so he trusts them. I'm going away for a ver- what could be a very long time. In fact, I may never come back. And so here is my property to do with, to take care of, to work with according to your skills. And he gives each one according to their ability. And so we hear these two good servants right away. The one that received $3 million right away went to work, started trading with it, started using it, and made another $3 million. And then the one that received $1.2 million, again, started working, started trading with it, and made another $1.2 million. They understood this co-responsibility. They understood that their master had given them something valuable. And they needed to, out of gratitude for this gift, they needed to be active. They needed to cooperate with this gift. And so they traded and they grew. And even when the master comes back, The first one says, Master, you gave me five talents, right? You gave them to me. Look, I made five more. Hey, you gave me three million dollars. I made three million more. Like that, what, what, it's not like, okay, so here it is all yours. It's like, actually, no, you gave this to me because I'm co-responsible with you. And I look, look at what we did. I made, you, I made $3 million for us. 
for our dynasty, for our family, for our clan, whatever it is. And then the same with that got the 1.2 million, right? Master, you gave me 1.2 million dollars. Look, I made 1.2 more. And you get the sense that it, there's a real excitement in that. You gave me this. Look at what I did with it. Like, look at, the, look at what you gave me, and look at what I was able to do with this. Look at the good things that happened, Master. And then the Master says to each of them, well done. Right? Well done, good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibility. Small matters. Dude, we're talking about $6 million here. Right? Like, small matters. Okay. But no, since, since you're faithful in these relatively small matters, I'll give you great responsibilities. And notice the price tag doesn't matter. Right? The guy that comes with the, I made you $3 million, and the one that comes with, I made you $1.2 million. Ultimately, it's not for the master about the bottom line. How much money can you make me? Rather, it's about, you've given this to me. And I received that gift. I did something with it. I considered it something that I should take responsibility for. And I'm sharing. Sharing in the master's work. Whereas the opposite is the wicked servant that only got the one, the 600 grand. And notice what he does. He went off and he dug a hole in the ground. He buried his master's money. No sense of this is mine and it's been entrusted to me and I'm co-responsible. And when the master comes back, the one who received the one after he dug it up said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting where you didn't plant, gathering where you didn't scatter. Out of fear, I went and buried your talent in the ground. Have back, in the original Greek, have back what is yours. This is yours. It was never mine. I'm giving it back to you. And that's where the master replies, wicked, lazy servant. You felt no personal ownership of this. You felt no co-responsibility. You didn't, I gave this to you. And you're just giving it back to me. Just, just like I gave it to you. Having no, taken no initiative, no ownership, certainly no love. And so, this is the, the dynamic between the two. Master, you gave this to me. Look at what I've done with it. Verse, you gave this, you gave me your money. Here it is back. All right, how do we apply this? I I think it's a thinly veiled thing. Our Lord has entrusted us with the gospel message. He is the master. He has entrusted to us his gospel. He's entrusted to us the, the sacraments. He's given his church into our care. And the question is, do we see this as his? This is Jesus's. My goal is to give it back to him exactly like I got it. Or do we, each one of us, feel a co-responsibility? Jesus has given me the gospel. Now, we're not going to go changing the gospel, right? We're not going to say, hey, you gave it to me. I'm going to do what I want, 
hey, I'm, cha- I'm ripping out pages here because it's my gospel now. Like, no, no, it's Jesus' gospel. Um, but do we see that we are responsible for it? It's ours together. Jesus has entrusted me with his life. Jesus has entrusted us with his church. And I think in a particular way this evening, we can reflect upon this as a parish community. We have been entrusted with our churches in the city of New Britain, right? We've been entrusted, our four parish communities, which, you know, we're hoping we're going to be one parish even by the the end of the calendar year. There's some promising signs. Uh, But we have been entrusted with the building up of the kingdom of God in the city of New Britain. And we have been given the gospel message. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Do we actually see that each one of us has been entrusted with this? Jesus gave it to us. He is relying on us. He is the master. And we are members of his household. And he has given us his church. And he's given us such great things and has been built upon by generations that have gone before. But the question is not, are we just going to give it back the way we got it? Or are we going to see that we are responsible? This is ours. This is our parish. This is our faith community. This is our religion. And so what are we going to do, each one of us, to have that co-responsibility, to see that I have to, I have been given, I have been entrusted with the gospel, and therefore I want to be active, an active contributor. We need to work and to trade. We need to be willing to even take risks. You don't take three million and make three million more without investing some of it, spending some of it, taking some prudent but calculated risks, being willing to try this, does this work, does that work? It's alive. Our faith is alive. The gospel is alive. And so we have to be willing to try these things. We have to be willing to do what we can. We don't want to just be like, all right, Lord, you've given us this many buildings, this many people. This is how it goes. This is what we've always done. And so... Until Judgment Day, that's how it's going to go. And we're just going to give it back to you like we got it. It it can't work that way. That's not our religion. That's not what our Lord is expecting of us. Now, again, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't go crazy and do all kinds of radical changes for the sake of change. But for the sake of the increase of the gospel in our city, we each have to see that we are entrusted with this. And what are we doing? How are we doing it? That's, that's the question that we have to answer. That's the question we have to ask. And it, it's hard. I'll tell you, it's, it's really hard work. It's difficult. Uh, there's a lot of emotions that could be tied to some of these things. I mean, all of us who have been here for the last two years, right? It was just uh, over two years ago that we started this process of bringing our parishes together, and it hasn't been easy. And there's been mistakes made, and most of them probably by me, right? The, the things haven't been perfect. Um, but overall, we're growing as a community. Overall, 
our faith formation is growing. I think we have like eight or nine people that want to be received into the Catholic Church and make their sacraments this year, a number of whom are university students at CCSU. Um, we're welcoming more and more families. We're welcoming more and more people. Uh, there's people coming to church that haven't been here in decades that are feeling like, okay, maybe I can try to come back. Maybe we can do this. It's, it's hard. It's hard work. I think in some parishes, and there's no, no you know, criticism of them, it's just the reality of how, how we could fall into a trap. We're literally, in, most par- in a lot of parishes, a priest can live a very comfortable life by celebrating the Sunday Masses, celebrating the daily Masses, and then you know what the majority of the rest of our work is? Funerals. Funerals. In our community, I don't know if you know this, but we had like 140 funerals in 2022, and we're getting close to that number again for 2023, right? That is a lot of funerals. That is literally spending our time burying the last generation of Catholics and giving them over to our Lord, which is a work of mercy. But that can't be it. It can't be that we just spend our life laying to rest those who have passed and not building up the next generation and trying to repopulate the pews of our churches. It's hard work. And it's something that each of us has to see our co-responsibility for. It's not just my job or Father G or Monsignor Matera, Deacon Al. It's everyone, each and every one of us, responsible for this. It's been handed on to us, entrusted to us, out of love. Jesus loves us. And as a result, he's entrusted his church to us. He's not going to micromanage us. He's not going to be there kind of over our shoulder watching every little thing. He's entrusted this to us. And so we have to be daring and willing to take those risks and to try and invite more people in and do what we can so that more people can come to know Jesus Christ. That's the parable of the talents for us. We've been entrusted with so much by our Lord because he loves us. It is joyful that he loves us so much that he's entrusted us with his church, with his gospel, with his sacraments. And so, as a parish community, we need to have this mindset. We need to see our role in this co-responsibility. And with gratitude to our Lord, we need to thank him for entrusting us with this responsibility and with joy go and do what we can to spread his gospel message to bring his saving truth to all people so all may know the glory of the freedom of the children of God.